Season 5, Episode 6, kind of a little shorter than usual episode, um, because, uh, well, Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, is, uh, well, having a rather insane life right now. He's got another Panchito to juggle. So, um, yeah, he's um, MIA at the present time. So, um, well, that's the bad news. So we won't have his wit and um, sharp-edged sarcasm to highlight this week's episode. Um, And unfortunately, um, we'll have to wait until next time to tap into his sage wisdom with our Ask Pancho segment. But the good news is, we dug back into the archives about three years ago and found a best-of um, insane game show uh, from one of our more most listened-to episodes. So um, we have a best of Pancho. Could there ever be a best of Pancho? Well, there is now. So we have that and fresh new stupidity as opposed to the um, fresh diarrhea on a plane, which you're going to get to hear about. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world, I'm insane Eric Lane, with a nice new pair of headphones I picked up. You know, being in the uh, broadcast industry, I go through headphones about like I do socks. You know, it's, it's a necessary piece of equipment. In fact, I can probably write these headphones off on my state income tax, you know, since it's considered a, uh, a, a, a work, some workplace equipment. So, yeah. And, and I'm not getting paid to say this, but I'll just give you this bit of advice. If you really want some affordable but quality audio equipment, I get my stuff from B&H Audio in New York City. I'm telling you, it's, um, I've never been disappointed. I got me this pair of headphones today in the mail. I'm giving them a test run, and I sound so good on this thing. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like my headphones are lying to me. But uh, nevertheless, check it out. B&H Audio. By the way, good photo equipment there as well. So, And they did not sponsor this podcast. I'm just saying this because I like them that much. But... And you know what I like about them is the fact that they're not stupid. They don't, you know, they're smart. They don't, they, they give you stuff that you can use and it's good quality and it gets there fast. Free delivery on many items too. Okay, I think I've said enough. But this is a podcast about stupidity. The five-star stupidity that I've got. And I've got some good stupidity this time. And um, not sure if we're going to have um, Pancho Guerrero yet this, uh, this, this week. Going to see if we can get a hold of him next segment. <clears throat> um, because he's got a little baby he's got to, uh, you know, take care of. You know, we're gonna, Panchito number two came into the world um, like two hours before the deadline. You know, he wants uh, his Panchito to be sc- of good school age, you know, and not have to be held back for an extra year. 
So uh, this Panchito made it in with two hours to spare <laughs> on September the 1st. And a big baby, too. Uh, but I'll not steal any of his thunder. If he's going to show up this week, we'll let him talk about it. But uh, nevertheless, um, the stupidity moves on, and you don't want to miss it. So you want to subscribe if you haven't hit that subscribe button, okay? And uh, that way you won't miss any stupidity coming your way. And, of course, when you hear something really stupid... You got to tell somebody about it. So share this podcast on your social media because, um, well, frankly, some of the stupidity is worth sharing because you just can't believe some of it, especially what some police saw coming down the highway. And you really, you really got to see um, this video to appreciate how weird it really is. In fact, it's so weird, it's the podcast artwork for this week. But just picture this, okay? This guy in Nebraska, he gets pulled over because he's driving down the highway with a large bull riding shotgun in his car. Uh, well, they, uh, they weren't in a truck, this was an old Crown Victoria sedan from the 1990s that he modified. I think it was an old police car, actually. But he modified it so that the bull could ride in it. Actually, uh, this was like an old police cruiser, actually. And this wasn't just any old bull. And trust me, I'm not giving you any bull either. This was an African breed called a Watusi bull. And uh, these bulls have got massive horns that weigh up about 1,600 pounds, this animal does. By the way, the car's shocks didn't seem to have an issue. Uh, the driver's name is Lee Meyer. Lee is from a small town about 30 miles from where he got stopped. The local police got a call about this car driving into town with a cow in it. So the police expected it to be like a calf or something small. Um, he uh, said that the, the bull's name, it's Howdy Doody. And uh, because of the positioning, the back right portion of the car was covered in Howdy's actual duty. <clears throat> A sign on the side said that it was uh, judged the best car entry at an event called Nebraska's Big Rodeo Parade. So maybe he was just really proud and wanted to show off some more, right? Well, we've got the police captain, Chad Romaine, who's talking about what he saw at this traffic stop. The officers received a call reference, a car driving into town that had a, a cow in it. They thought that it was gonna be, you know, like a calf, something smaller, something that actually fit inside the vehicle. As a result, the, the officer performed a traffic stop and addressed some traffic violations that were occurring uh, with that particular uh, situation. Well, police said that they could have written him a ticket for <clears throat> several uh, citable issues. For example, one of Howdy's horns was literally hanging a good two feet off the side of the vehicle. Actually could have hit another car driving by. Can you imagine that? But in the end, they decided to let him go off with a warning and just said, get out of town and take the bull home. I mean, we had a story on another podcast episode of a woman who had a five-foot spear come through her windshield. Imagine driving down the road and have a massive bullhorn smack your car as you're driving past them. You have to see it to believe it. Well, some things 
are just so stupid, you've got to do it yourself. And this is a unique level of stupidity right here. Another cop in Nebraska um, put out some audio where um, this guy calls 911. He reported that somebody <clears throat> was driving in the wrong direction down a highway. Didn't mention if um, that person had a bull in his car, but it did turn out, though, that the guy did miss one small minor detail. He was the one driving the wrong way. Hilarious video was shared by the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office that was capturing this whole bizarre incident. The guy tells 911 that a truck almost hit him head on, nearly ran him off the road. Well, they sent the cop out to stop whoever it was, but when the cop eventually caught up with the wrong way car, <clears throat> the guy who called 911 was sitting in the driver's seat. Of course, <clears throat> at that point, this guy realized his mistake. So when the cop asked him if he knew why he got pulled over, he said, yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road. He also adds that he must have missed an exit. Well, the real reason he was, uh, was uh, well, he'd been doing a little drinking. Here's the actual 911 call and the driver's interaction with the officer when they pulled him over. I'm on Highway 77 going north, and there is somebody that is on the wrong side of the road. He had his brights on, man. He almost ran me off the road. Yeah, do you know why I stopped you? Yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Were you the one that called in? Yep. You were? Yeah, because I thought somebody was on the wrong side of the road, bro. But it turned out it was you. Yeah. Well, they arrested him when it turned out he was well over the legal limit. Yep. Because I thought I, I thought somebody was on the wrong side of the effing road, bro. But turned out it was you, says the dippy. Yep, like a dumb f, according to what the drunk driver admitted. Not to be Captain Obvious here or anything, but when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, there should actually be an additional charge of driving while stupid added to that ticket. Well, I don't know. Um, I never get my hair the way I like it, what's left of it, because we have had such humidity here in Pennsylvania. Every time the humidity hits my hair, I look like, you know, either Bozo the Clown or Gallagher, ready to bust open a watermelon. I think every day for me is crazy hair day, but for this 29-year-old millennial, she's really wigging out because of her hair, literally, after her new employer would not let her have pink hair. So... She came to work wearing awful-looking wigs when she found out about the company's dress code after they hired her. Her name is Emily Benshoter, and Emily is going to explain why she's been wearing these awful wigs on her TikTok video. If you haven't seen the video that I posted a couple days ago, it is me in a terrible wig, which I do to combat the absolute ignorance of corporate not allowing pink hair. I have three wigs that I cycle through and they're all equally terrible. I will be diggly darned if I get rid of my pink hair. Now, the unidentified hospitality industry employer who hired Emily for a front of the house role after the phone interview offered this alternative when she asked if they were okay with her brightly colored locks. They said, we'll wear wigs. <laughs> so the new staffer who got the gig after the phone call now wears the most terrible-looking wigs to maliciously comply. The TikToker has gotten pretty creative also with some of her wig pics. She's opted for some of the most embarrassing, some of the most shocking, 
and of course the cheapest wig she can find. Even her followers have gotten in on the on the action. They've even offered the by they've well, they've bought her some of the wigs that she has on her Amazon wish list. In one of her videos, uh, Emily uh, can be seen wearing an atrociously messy brown and blonde wig that features bangs and shoulder-length waves that curl up at the ends and sticks out several inches from her head, or a long curly brown hairpiece that has an equally long beard that goes down to her chest. And there's even an unbrushed mullet style and one that looks like one of those powdered wigs that she snapped, snatched off of a founding father. And then there's one also that looks like a homage to Edna from The Incredibles. Hey, you know, if you have to make, if you if you have to be handed lemons, she's definitely made some lemonade out of this situation. Well, this guy didn't go for lemonade. He decided for sausage, but not the breakfast kind. La Quinta Inns probably should just roll with this as uh, <clears throat> free advertising. Their complimentary breakfast does include sausage, uh, particularly from a 35-year-old guy who got arrested because he exposed him his sausage in the breakfast area at the La Quinta Inn in Sunset Hills, Missouri, which is located near St. Louis. His name is Kenny Johnson. Perfect last name, huh? He's from Kirkwood. He got charged with first-degree sexual misconduct. So one morning, see, he just approached the woman there at the breakfast bar, unzipped his shorts, and whipped out his genitals. Well, she told the front desk, and they called the cops. The hotel said that there's security footage of it as well. According to the police, he was recently sentenced also for a similar sex crime, just another town over. So it's not really clear if he was just staying there or just popping in to show off the goods. The woman who would, well, for obvious reasons, would want to stay anonymous, spoke out about Kenny Lamont Johnson's Johnson and his repeated committing of the sex crimes in the area. Everybody knows him. That's what he does. He's doing the same stuff that he's been doing, and he's out again. Surprising that he was out, and surprising that, you know, that no one's helped him. He has mental issues. Now he's facing up to a year in prison for first-degree sexual misconduct. <laughs> now, this was an unfortunate incident. You know, yeah, okay. I'm sure this is not what diners meant when they said they wanted the breakfast sausage. But even worse, this sausage also came with two potatoes. <sighs> well, I know that's probably not what you ordered when you wanted to get your breakfast at La Quinta Inn. But certainly, this man is did not order this. His five-year-old did. And, you know, you've heard these great stories about the kids that accidentally order something whenever they pick up their parents' iPhone and start button mashing. But this one is more extreme than that. A father shares a video on TikTok showing how his five-year-old son ordered almost $1,000 worth of stuff on Amazon simply by asking Alexa to have the stuff added to the cart. Actually, here he is ordering some of the items as posted by his dad, Tucker Bowman. Alexa, get me a monster truck. It jumps 23 inches off ground. Alexa, add 45 kid spidey walkie-talkies to my car. Alexa, add a little hot tub to my car. Now, most of the stuff were toys, but he also asked for a hot tub. And a $500 one got ordered. And uh, it couldn't have been a lot worse 
because, uh, well, I, I guess it could have been a lot worse because he was asking for multiple things, such as 112 water slides and a potentially expensive stuff, things like a rocket ship that goes 5 trillion miles an hour, 5 trillion feet off the ground. <laughs> the, guy, the, the dad shares this tip. He says, parents, make sure you disable the voice purchases on your Alexa app so this doesn't happen to you. Kind of sounds like the father did get a refund because he did say he regretted not keeping the hot tub every day. Well, here's a guy, though, that wasn't interested in ordering off of Amazon. He just wanted a Snickers bar. Actually, he wanted cigarettes, but, well, he got locked up for assault with that delicious weapon. He's a 23-year-old man in Florida who got arrested because he was assaulting some Walgreens employees when he went to Walgreens about 1.20 in the morning for cigarettes. Well, the workers refused, told him to leave. Now, it's really unclear why he was denied, but he was also hammered. That probably had something to do with it. The guy was furious and started picking up the Snickers bars and flinging them at the employees. He struck a female worker in the face. A male worker was hit in the chest. Thankfully, neither employee were injured by the confections. The man was charged with two counts of misdemeanor battery. Hmm. Yeah, Snickers battery. He was later released on a $1,000 bond. Of course, which these days is probably enough to buy 500 Snickers bars or maybe, what, 10 packs of cigarettes. Well, uh, here's something that a guy dropped, and he wasn't dropping Snickers bars. He's a 45-year-old business owner from Abascon, New Jersey, who got arrested for allegedly using a drone to drop green dye into the pools of local residents and businesses. He is uh, Patrick Spina IV. He was arrested at the Comfort Solutions Heating and Cooling on East Whitehorse Pike in Galloway Township. Abascon police say that the investigation began when a homeowner on Upland Avenue reported a drone had dropped a substance into their pool, turning it an alarming shade of green. Here's Sandra Wilson, the general manager of Quality Inn, and Chief uh, James Laughlin talking about Spina allegedly dropping the dye into the pools. I saw it totally green, and I was like, oh, wow, what is going on? So we saw a dye pack in the bottom of the pool, and we didn't know what it was. We had a resident who was enjoying time in his pool and saw a drone flying over top and the drone actually dropped something in his pool that made his pool turn green immediately. Now, police say similar incidents were also reported from various locations, including the Quality Inn in Galloway Township, where the concrete pool base was damaged. Investigators tracked the drone's path from the Quality Inn back to Spina's business, according to police. There he was arrested. The liquid dropped from the drone turned out to be sea dye. It's commonly used by boaters and the military to increase visibility during water rescues. Apparently, this guy wasn't trying to rescue anybody, and there's no real reason why he thought it was fun to turn everyone's pools green. Well, a man has also been arrested because he was allowing his 10-year-old son to drive a pickup truck on a Phoenix-area freeway. According to authorities, the Arizona Department of Public Safety officials said the boy led troopers on a brief pursuit, weaving and speeding along Route 101 in Scottsdale before he got pulled over. Now, DPS said the child's 49-year-old father was in the passenger seat. The Phoenix man was booked into the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office jail on suspicion of endangerment, unlawfully permitting a minor to drive, and having an open container of alcohol in the vehicle. Yeah, 
Uh, son, you know, I'll let you drive. I'm a little bit tipsy right now. Yeah, well, a motorist calls 911 about 3.30 in the afternoon and said it appeared a kid was driving the truck on the freeway, according to DPS. The trooper spotted the vehicle and tried to stop it after seeing the driver change lanes unsafely. The DPS officials said the truck failed to stop at the when the when they, they tried to pull him over, and so the trooper pursued it before the child driver finally pulled over and in an emergency lane. According to DPS, the 10-year-old boy is not facing any charges, but sheriff's officials didn't immediately return a phone call regarding what the father's situation might be. Uh, he's uh, don't know whether he was still jailed or whether he got released on bond, but obviously this got to be one of the most dangerous things you could possibly see on a road. I mean, just behind that 90-year-old driver, of course. I mean, if this guy needed a designated driver, he just should have called an Uber. Although their drivers are likely more dangerous and reckless than the 10-year-old. Well, here's uh, some folks that were just looking for a simple shortcut. Unfortunately, they did it the wrong way. Chinese authorities have arrested two construction workers who have been accused of using an excavator to dig a hole through the Great Wall of China in central Shanghai province, according to the local reports. The Shanghai Cultural Relics Bureau said that the two people used the excavator to dig a shortcut through the 32nd Great Wall, which dates all the way back to the Ming Dynasty of 1368 to 1644 in Youyou County, Shanxi Province. State-run China Daily reported that the suspects have been identified by the local police as a 38-year-old man and a 55-year-old woman. Local police were notified of the damage about, well, sometime in the afternoon, and after uh, following the tracks from the damaged site, the officers located the excavator and the pair of suspects who told the authorities they dug the hole so they could create a shortcut through the ancient wall to lessen the distance the excavator would have to travel for their construction job. <laughs> China Daily reported the section of the wall has been damaged beyond repair. I mean, Americans were stunned because, well, frankly, they're not used to seeing construction workers actually doing things. Now, they got through the wall so easily, they... Well, may as well be hanging out on our southern border. And a health board in New Zealand has had to apologize to a patient because there was a report that found that a surgical device about the size of a dinner plate had been left inside inadvertently in her abdomen following a cesarean section birth. The Alexis retractor, or it's called the AWR, was left inside the mother when after her child was delivered back in 2020 in the city of Auckland. The tool, by the way, is used to draw back the edges of a wound during surgery. It was not detected by x-rays, and the mother had had x-rays done after complaining for months of chronic pain. It wasn't until an emergency room visit back in 2021, around 18 months after she had the C-section, that an abdominal CT scan found this AWR and removed it. New Zealand's Health and Disability Commissioner Morag McDowell said in a report that Auckland's District Health Board's care fell significantly below the appropriate standard in this case and resulted in a prolonged period of distress for the woman. Nothing like keeping your tools, you know, leaving your tools behind after you do some work. <clears throat> Gee. Well, here's something that was left behind that I don't think anybody wanted to see, much less sit in. And Air Canada passengers have been claiming 
that two of the fellow travelers were recently escorted off of a plane because they refused to sit on vomit-covered seats for a five-hour flight. Passenger Susan Benson wrote about the incident in a Facebook post where she explained that before her flight from Las Vegas to Montreal took off, three passengers struggled to get seated because of a rancid smell. Benson writes, There was a bit of a foul smell, but we didn't know at first what the problem was. Apparently, on the previous flight, somebody had vomited in that area. Benson was talking, that, saying that the Air Canada staff attempted to mask the smell with coffee grinds and perfume. <clears throat> that doesn't even sound good, even with no vomit there at all, but it didn't work. Customers reportedly raised the issue to the staff and explained that their seats were wet and still had visible vomit residue. I don't know about you, but I think we can all say, Ew! Benson said when the uh, clearly upset passengers tried to explain to the flight attendant that the seat and seat belt were wet and there was still visible vomit residue in their area, the flight attendant was very apologetic. Oh, sorry, sorry. But explained the flight was full and there was nothing they could do. Then they added that the staff was even reluctant to give them blankets to cover their seats. The passengers reportedly argued with the staff for several minutes, and then a flight attendant brought out her supervisor. They also reiterated that there was nothing they could do. Well, the dilemma culminated when the pilot told two of the passengers that they needed to leave the plane. Benson said the pilot came down the aisle and very calmly knelt down and told the two ladies that they had two choices. They could leave the plane on their own accord and organize flights on their own dime, or they would be escorted off the plane by security and placed on a no-fly list. I don't think I would need a no-fly list. I just wouldn't fly that airline anymore. Benson maintained that her fellow passengers were not rude, but upset and firm. So security guards eventually escorted the two ladies off the plane. Benson said, I cannot stop thinking about those two ladies. They did nothing wrong. I'm ashamed to be a Canadian and ashamed of Air Canada. Well, Air Canada told Fox Business that they're reviewing the incident and they're taking the matter seriously. Well, of course they are, because they've got public attention on it now. They said, we are reviewing this serious matter internally and have followed up with the customers directly as our operating procedures were not followed correctly in this instance. Hmm. This includes apologizing to those customers as they clearly did not receive the standard of care to which they were entitled and addressing their concerns. We remain in contact with them about this matter. Hmm. I bet you will, and you will probably be uh, talking to their attorneys about the matter too. Hmm? <clears throat> Well, there's a Sri Lankan teenager who has made it on the podcast for something that always makes it on the podcast, sticking things up his willy. Yeah, he had to have a wire surgically removed from his penis after a dangerous masturbating technique went awry. The 17-year-old, who has not been named, had developed a fetish for putting electrical wire down his urethra to intensify his orgasms. <clears throat> I think my insane Florida nephew should be reading this story. But anyway, on one occasion, he accidentally shoved an eight-inch long wire a little too far, and it became lodged inside his pecker, causing him extreme pain when he peed. He went to the hospital 
nine days after the pain in his abdomen became too intense. At that point, the doctors had to surgically remove it. His tail was revealed in a medical case report. Now, it's a condition where people repeatedly insert everything from wires to toothbrushes to light bulbs into bodily orifices like the urethra, the rectum, and the vagina while masturbating to reach orgasm. It's called PEK-amania or polyembolocoilomania. Now, the teen did not suffer any severe health consequences from the masturbation session gone awry, though the doctors lost touch with him soon after the procedure, meaning if he did endure further bodily harm, the hospital would not have known about it. The doctors at the hospital in Colombo, Sri Lanka, discovered the unknown coiled mass in the patient's abdomen via an ultrasound scan. They performed a quick procedure called a cystoscopy, which involves inserting a tube with a light and a camera at the end of into the urethra to see the bladder. Once they got a more comprehensive view of the calcium salt-encrusted wire in the bladder, doctors were then able to surgically remove it. A few days elapsed between the patient going to the hospital and finally admitting to his care team that he had engaged in the risky habit of inserting foreign objects into his body while masturbating. He disclosed to them that he had been doing it for the past two years and was usually able to remove the foreign object himself. The man had shown signs of being hooked on masturbating. <clears throat> okay. He admitted to doing it about three times a day and added that he had no control over his urges to do it, despite wanting to cut back. The condition PEK-amania is not only a rare masturbatory phenomenon, it can also be dangerous, obviously, and potentially leads to severe infection that could kill off bladder tissue. Doctors say complications of inserting a foreign body into the male urethra are numerous, obviously, because we talk about them all the time on this podcast. Serious complications could include bladder tissue necrosis have been reported after the insertion of corrosive substances like batteries. After the wire was removed, though, doctors sent the young man for psychological counseling that included efforts to help him cut down on his urges to masturbate. He was found to have some anxieties around forming social and romantic relationships, but otherwise was in good mental health overall. He was just a little horny. <laughs> Well, here's a Florida man who just can't stop stealing. He's accused of not only robbing a convenience store, but then escaping from the undercover cops that was surveilling him long enough to rob another one when they were looking for him. The suspect was captured in a dramatic chase as Hurricane Adelia was impacting the area. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office reported that undercover detectives were conducting surveillance on 22-year-old Tyron Davis, who was suspected of committing two armed robberies at a court in the St. Petersburg area. Here's uh, Sheriff Bob uh, Gualtieri talking about the alleged robberies that Davis was involved in. He was a suspect in armed robberies that had occurred here, one on August 26th and the other on August 28th in the city of St. Petersburg, where two convenience stores were robbed at gunpoint. The detectives had developed Davis as a suspect. They were conducting surveillance of him tonight. During the course of the surveillance, they lost contact with him. And while they were looking for him, another robbery happened. The suspect in that robbery matched the description, uh, two guns, other characteristics. 
Not Davis. Well, detectives relocated Davis and attempted a traffic stop. Uh, however, the vehicle fled while Davis leaned out of the passenger window from the waist up and fired multiple rounds at the undercover detectives. The two vehicles exchanged gunfire before Davis's vehicle crashed into a nearby pole at the intersection of 10th Avenue South and 12th Street South. Davis was captured and found to be uninjured. A female had been driving the vehicle, but her identity and condition were not released. Some 8 to 10 shots were fired at the pursuing police car, but the detectives were not hit. Obviously a pretty bad shot. Officials said that two bullets were actually found lodged in the car. Now Davis is facing a series of charges, of course. And um, here's a charge that one couple was not expecting to see on their dinner bill. A couple noticed this rather shocking line item on their rather pricey dinner bill, and it's left the internet howling. You're an a-hole, the $15 charge read, prompting the husband to take a picture of it and post a copy of the tab to Reddit. And then he captions it, my dinner receipt had a message for me. The diners were flabbergasted that their server Katie would tack on such a cost for their night out at the Westgate Bourbon Bar and Tap House in Beaverton, Oregon. But thankfully, the man made an important realization before offering a rebuttal. He said, my wife and I went to a restaurant for her birthday and we both had cocktails, he writes. I completely forgot the name of the cocktail by the time the receipt came, but its name was, you're an a-hole, Mr. Burton. The spirited libation is a mixture of gin, port, lime juice, honey, peach bitters, and egg white, all served with a brown sugar drizzle in a coupe glass, according to the restaurant. It definitely caught me by surprise, he said. Well, at least we know now he is an a-hole honestly. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You'll get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com.
didn't look like Poncho is going to make it on the podcast this week. Uh, he's got his hands full with uh, two panchitos, uh, one probably almost a week old. But um, yeah, so it's probably pretty awkward right now in the Poncho household, but not near as awkward as, well, things that have happened to guys at the urinal. <laughs> yeah, most guys know that the correct etiquette at urinals is <clears throat> nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just walk up, do your business, and walk out. But that isn't always how it goes. People online are sharing stories about some really awkward things that have happened to them at the urinals. And of course, some of them, if not all of them, are <clears throat> kind of stupid. That's why I'm here with a few of the highlights. Some guy said that on a super, uh, some super guy, super drunk guy walked up to him, didn't realize the urinal was being used, and relieved himself on this guy. Yeah, nothing like getting peed on by a drunk guy. One guy said to his drunk buddy, who was at the urinal next to him, and was mumbling, and at one point, the buddy shouted, Shut up, John Mayer! The guy didn't think much of it, but whenever he walked up to the sink, he saw John Mayer. He said he apologized to John on behalf of his buddy. And uh, some uh, guys uh, talked about how they were trying to go, and well, when they could hear couples doing rather naughty things in the stalls nearby. Uh, awkward. <laughs> then there's the guy who talked about trying to finish up while a fight was breaking out behind him in the bathroom. And it, it is common, you know, for kids to completely just drop their pants whenever they're at the shorter urinals, right? But it's really awkward when older guys do it. Oh, okay, try not to look. <laughs> Some guys uh, talked about poorly designed bathrooms where you can actually see someone at a urinal from outside when the door swings open. Yeah, I would rather just go behind the bush. And someone said a guy once complimented my, complimented my watch while I was going. Oh, well, okay. Nothing like, you know, having a guy stare at your watch while you're at the urinal peeing. <laughs> was that what he was staring at? I, I, well, anyway. Well, and then some people talked about seeing women using urinals at concerts because their line was really long. Kind of sounds like this would be something that would happen at rock concerts back in the 70s. Or the old venues where you did your business in a big old trough-like area. That's weird enough. They've got one of those at the Mifflin County uh, Fairgrounds. But one person said they were at a theater where the urinals were actually lined up on two sides of a wall facing each other. And the wall was about four feet tall. Yeah, and you thought you got stage fright at a normal urinal, you know? Believe it or not, I've seen a few of those too. I just keep on walking when I see them or find an open stall. Yeah, nothing like uh, discovering 
a worm I don't want to see, if you know what I mean. Well, here's a worm nobody wanted to see. Your nightmare this evening will come to you from Australia, where a woman kept returning to the hospital for a range of symptoms until doctors found out what the cause was. It was a worm, an actual worm, living in her brain. Yeah, since 2021, doctors had been treating the 64-year-old woman with steroids and other drugs for pneumonia, abdominal pain, diarrhea, dry cough, fever, even night sweats. By 2022, she was also showing signs of depression, forgetfulness, and, well, the doctors then decided they better do an MRI scan of her brain, and it was there it was revealed abnormalities, which led doctors to recommend surgery. But the neurosurgeon certainly did not go in there thinking they would find a wriggling worm. Yes, Dr. Sanjaya Sanayaki, an infectious disease specialist in Canberra, tells The Guardian Sanayaki was brought into the medical drama when one of the surgeons called him and said, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe what I just found in this lady's brain, and it's alive. <laughs> well, what the surgical team found was a three-inch-long, bright red, parasitic roundworm. It's uh, known to scientists as the Ophidoscarius robertici, living rent-free in the woman's brain. What makes the discovery even stranger? The fact the worm is usually found in snakes, not people. This particular roundworm is found in carpet pythons, a large species of constrictor that's endemic to Australia, Indonesia, and Papua New Guinea. This strange case marks the first time the worm has ever been discovered in a human. Doctors aren't really sure how the parasite side of snakes uh, found its way into a woman's body, she didn't have any direct contact with snakes, but she lived near a lake where snakes are plentiful. It's possible, experts seem to surmise, that the worm's eggs might have been on some edible grasses known as New Zealand spinach that the woman collected for cooking. Since no human had ever been diagnosed with this parasitic infection before, doctors had to carefully adjust their patient's medications over several months to treat her symptoms. That poor patient, well... She was so courageous and wonderful, said Sinayanki. You don't want to be the first patient in the world with a roundworm found in pythons. And, well, we really take our hats off to her. She's been wonderful. This uh, first-of-its-kind infection highlights how diseases formerly found only in wild animals are rapidly moving into human populations. And um, Odifascaris worms are found worldwide, including here in the U.S. of A of emerging infections globally, about 75% are zoonotic. That means that there have been transmissions from the animal world into the human world. And that would also include coronaviruses, according to Sendayaki. Something to look forward to next time you have a slight headache. Yeah, well, it's amazing to have a three-inch worm embedded into the folds of your brain, but well, if you haven't heard this one, there was a shooting at a Chicago White Sox game recently. Luckily, nobody died, but three women in the stands were hit, possibly by just one bullet. But it's still not clear, and neither is much else. 
The Chicago police didn't think the gunfire came from inside the stadium at first. Then they said it almost definitely did. Then they said they still weren't sure. But things took a really weird turn when a reporter for ESPN claimed that it did come from inside the stadium and that a woman had sneaked in the gun by hiding it in the fat rolls of her body. (laughs) They claimed a metal detector went off, but that the woman got through security anyway. But then Chicago police talked about it again and suggested that there was still a chance the shot came from outside the stadium. (laughs) Boy. Well, okay. Here's what is known. It happened in the fourth inning of the left center of the field of, of left center field bleachers and three women were hit but two were just grazed. A 42-year-old woman got shot in the leg, a 26-year-old woman a few seats away got grazed in the stomach and a 31-year-old woman got nicked in the back. Then looked down and saw a bullet lying there. Now the ESPN reporter claimed one of those first two women brought the gun. And the doctor in the stand said the 26-year-old's stomach, the, the wound on her stomach, almost looked like a cigar burn. So that means it, that, it, well, it makes it sound like she had the gun and it was still tucked in the folds of her belly when it went off. But the ESPN reporter also suggested the gun was in the shooter's pocket by then and went off when she jostled in her seat. So maybe the first woman shot herself in the leg? I don't know. Another report said the women's clothes tested negative for gunshot residue, though. Now, here's one of the fans that was in the stands when the shooting took place. He had to walk through all the metal detectors. They were going off for people's watches and stuff, and then they, you know, they do a double check and stuff. So I don't know how somebody got in there like that. We kind of felt like it was BS at first, but I mean, I don't know why they would say that if it didn't happen. So who knows? I mean, all that is known for sure is Chicago police are facing a ton of heat for all the confusion. And not for stopping the game immediately. They apparently did ask to have it stopped, but then allowed it to go on, so they didn't really want to cause a panic. A Vanilla Ice concert after the game got canceled, though. The Oakland A's ended up beating the White Sox 12-4. to So, yeah, <laughs> I guess it was a lose-lose situation all around. Well, it was definitely a lose-lose situation for one husband when a heavily pregnant woman considered divorcing this childish man, because he wanted to name their twins after Minecraft creators. The 34-year-old explained how her husband, who's also 34, is a huge Minecraft fan and has even expressed an interest in introducing their children to the game from a young age. However, she claims he has taken his hobby a bit too far. Now, he's stating that... um, He wants to name their children Notch and Jeb, whether she likes it or not. The Sandbox game was created by Marcus Notch Person in the late 2000s before Jens Jeb Bergsten took over its development. Now, it was fully released in November of 2011. It's gone on to sell more than 238 copies and nearly 140 million monthly active players as of 2021. So taking to Reddit, the woman said, I'm pregnant with... Twin boys and my husband told me he was dead set on naming our sons Notch and Jeb. My husband is a big Minecraft fan and builds stuff on the game and has lots of Minecraft posters. He even said he wants to play Minecraft with his sons. 
I told my husband that I want to give our children regular names, not after Minecraft, because they're not objects. And my husband got really defensive about it, saying that he should be able to choose because he's their father, and I never gave any name suggestions. Well, outraged, the woman also argued that naming their children after Minecraft is dehumanizing and would set them up for a lifetime of bullying. She says, I told my husband I'd rather get a divorce and name our kids after Minecraft, and he got really angry and raised his voice. She says, I'm pregnant. My hormones maybe made me really emotional because I started crying. And a few hours after that, we calmed down, and I asked him again, and he said he will for sure name the kids Notch and Jeb. Wanting to know whether she overreacted, now she's gotten onto the website of Reddit to ask for the users there on their thoughts about the names. And, well, one of the responses a user says, uh, that's grounds for, grounds for divorce 100%. Plus, he's 34. He needs to get a grip. Enjoying Minecraft is cool, but obsessing over it at age 20 plus is uh, kind of, uh, well, he needs better hobbies. <laughs> oh, yes, I would say so. Well, some people's favorite hobbies, as, um, well, I had talked about in the previous segment, is sticking objects in body orifices. And nearly 4,000 people are hospitalized with foreign objects in one of their orifices each year. That would, of course, be the rectum. That's according to a new study published last month in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, with many of the stuck items being, of course, sexual objects. Researchers at the University of Rochester, New York, were stumped by this little epidemiologic information on this condition, so they decided to analyze emergency reports from the year 2012 to the year 2021. And the study, which is uh, not surprisingly to be the first nationally representative data on rectal foreign bodies in the U.S., found 38,948 emergency department visits based on 885 cases in this time period among party poopers older than 15. Researchers scoured the National Electronic Injuries Surveillance System for injuries involving, quote, the pubic region or, quote, lower trunk with an accompanying diagnosis of foreign body puncture or laceration. Well, the system keeps a record of injuries related to consumer products, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And of these reported cases, the average age of the patient visiting the emergency room was 43 years old. <clears throat> Nearly 78% of the patients were male. Hmm. 40% of those patients required hospitalization. And over half of the foreign bodies were, as I said, sexual objects, which could be items like, you know, vibrators, anal beads, or other toys. <laughs> Balls, marbles, drugs were all associated with a lower rate of hospitalization. Now, researchers also found an increase in hospital visits for rectal foreign items over the time span that they studied, rising from 1.2 per 100,000 persons in 2012 to 1.9 in 2021. These, uh, these data qualify are frequently encountered clinical presentation that has received little research focus, says the study's authors. They went on to write, these data suggest that there are distinct sex and age-specific differences in outcomes that may have an anatomic or behavioral basis. <clears throat> you get all that? 
Back um, in April of this year, 2023, the Visual Journey of Emergency Surgery reported that a man had to be rushed to an emergency surgery after getting a can of deodorant stuck up his butt. <laughs> and last year, a French senior citizen left Dr. Shellshocked when he arrived at a World War I artillery shell lodged in his rectum. Yeah, and Pancho Guerrero really had fun with that story. Now, that actually caused the hospital to be partially evacuated over bomb scare concerns. That's definitely one bomb you did not want to have go off in the bathroom, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, now, last week, Pancho was talking about, you know, um, having to um, tone down uh, the older Panchito uh, if he had an overdose of Paw Patrol. Um, well, let's just say this week, I'll say this is really not the product that you would want this to happen with, with a bunch of Paw Patrol snacks for kids having to be recalled because somebody realized a URL on the packaging actually led to a porn site. That sounds like it only affected some people in the United Kingdom, so don't worry, any similar products sold in the U.S., they don't have that site listed. Now, the recall notice says two types of mini biscotti cookies had to be pulled from shelves along with five boxes of Fig Newton-style fruit bars. It's possible that a hacker gained access, but it does also sound more like maybe somebody at the company just forgot to renew the site and lost access to it, and, well, whoever scooped it up thought it would be kind of funny. Well, actually, it is kind of funny, actually. But anybody that went to the link ended up on a kind of a weird page with rather explicit images and Chinese text. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to check it out, the URL is appykidsco.com. That's A-P-P-Y-K-I-D-S-C-O.com. Now, somebody jokingly online asked, uh, what's the URL? I need to uh, er, um, uh, make sure uh, my kids er, uh, don't see it. <clears throat> Yeah, well, actually, it looks like it's not really linking to porn anymore, though, but, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, this was not fun, and once again, this happened on an airplane. Now, I told you in the previous segment about, well, the, <clears throat> the two little ladies that got kicked off the plane because they wouldn't sit in puke-stained seats because there was still, like, vomit residue on the seat and the seat belts were still wet. <laughs> well, that was a pretty bad flight. But just think of even the worst flight you've ever been on. I mean, it could, could it have gotten worse than vomit-infested seats? Could it be turbulence that made it bad? Could it be a crying baby? Maybe an inconvenienced Karen? Well, I'm not sure if I'd take many of these over this. A Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona had to turn around due to a um, biohazard issue. Uh, more specifically, one of the passengers had diarrhea. And unfortunately, the situation was not contained to the lavatories. No, somebody posted a clip of the pilot talking to air traffic control, and he said, quote, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the plane. 
Yeah, well, here is the pilot making that announcement to air traffic control. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. It happened about two hours into the flight, but they weren't over the Atlantic yet. Since it was uh, technically a biohazard, they had to turn around and make an emergency landing back in Atlanta. Delta hasn't given a ton of details on it, and an alleged Federal Aviation Authority flight strip was posted on Reddit, which appeared to confirm the situation involved biohazard, quote-unquote, all over the plane. (laughs) They described it as a medical issue and said the plane was deep-cleaned in Atlanta. The identity of the passenger still remains a mystery, but the passengers and crew were transferred in the flight finally made it to Barcelona at 5.10 p.m. the following day, which amounted to about eight hours later than it was supposed to. I don't know, maybe as a complimentary thing, the airlines could be just offering a pair of Depends to people if they need it, right? Oh, well, so much for that. Well, since... uh, Pancho can't be with us this week, uh, you know, for our insane games. We decided we would uh, go into the archives and pull up one of the previous episodes from one of our more popular episodes. Uh, This would be um, from season two, episode number 35, that was uh, actually published on uh, in April of uh, 2021. So enjoy this best of insane games. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the more stupendous stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes Stupidity. Comment about what you've read and share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash 
slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at insaneericlane.com. Are you feeling a little gamey tonight? Oh yeah, I'm talking like uh, the the kind of you know bull, bison, deer kind of game. You're talking about like that really kind of pungent gamey that's that's not 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 really as good. Well, we're talking about the insane gamey. Ooh, it's the pungent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how's how's things been going with fam down there? Oh, it's been good. I've I've been giving them the uh, the good old uh, the, the the boring daily life. <laughs> uh, it can't be any worse than our boring daily life. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I I did. I know that this is going to be a, a question. So I, I did get your wife to uh, partake of the comida de conejo, uh, uh, the food of the good. rabbit. <laughs> and did she? Did it? Did it pass? It, it seemed like it passed. I didn't hear any complaints, so that's good. Now that doesn't mean she's going to make make me kale salad. I hope. I, well, I mean, I, I hope so, but you yeah. you probably hope not. Well, I can take it in long stretches, as long as it's not poke salad. That is right. That is right. And you know, real got- poke salad, not not the the uh, the new age poke salad post. Yeah. Post uh, modern poke salad. Post modern poke salad. <laughs> Didn't even know there even was a thing that existed <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, uh, Disney, you know, I don't know, they had that that non poke poke salad. That's right. That's right. Well, speaking of uh, poke, you ready to play porn star or weatherman? Oh yeah, as long as yeah. no poking is actually involved. No, no, no poking will be involved here at all. All right. So uh, uh, here, here's your list of entertainers. You do your best uh, psychic uh, figuring out here to know whether it's a porn star or a weatherman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Your first name is Joseph Dames. Joseph Dames. I'm going to go with the uh, weatherman. You're going to go with the weatherman. Huh? That would all be correct. Right. So you're starting off on a good note right there. He has a weatherman for KOIN in Oregon, Channel 6. Oh, the yeah. I name, tend to have a knack for this one. Yeah, that's true. You do. You have a very good uh, good nose for porn stars and weathermen. <laughs> so your next name is Brandon Butcher. Brandon Butcher. I'm going to go porn star for this. Oh. Oh. I'm afraid not. I was thinking it's got that alliteration like those weathermen always have, but it's true. That's true. He's a weatherman, believe it or not, for WSAZ in South Carolina. So now your next name, this one might be, could go either way. Enwar Knight. Enwar Knight. That, that's a fancy name there, I, though I, I think it is a little bit made up. I, I'm going to go porn star. Wow. Turns out. 
He's a weatherman. Well, but in all fairness, he's a Canadian weatherman. Ah, uh, well, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he works for CTV in Canada. So, all right. Your next name is Preston Parker. Preston Parker. All right. This is a, so that alliteration, always weatherman. With a name like Preston, I'm thinking porn star. That would be correct. Very good. So alliteration counted in this one. <laughs> you are stumping me this time, though. It's uh, no, I well, this one shouldn't be too much of a stumper. The name of this entertainer is Woody Fox. <laughs> I'm going to go porn star. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a given right there. Okay, <laughs> I think I just. I think I gave that to you just because I felt bad for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I would take Woody Fox over a Fox Woody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, and in the same note, yeah, we'll go with Steakhouse or Gay Bar. All so, right. <laughs> while we're in, while we're in the theme here, okay. So, your uh, first business name is called. Flames in Briarcliff Manor, <laughs> New York. I'm <laughs> Flames. I'm going to go with a, a gay bar on this one. Uh, oh, turns out on. <laughs> we're, turns, <laughs> we're talking flame broil in this case. Oh, it's impossible to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one that could be one or the other. The name of this business is called Big Ed's in Thayer, Kansas. Big Ed's. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, steakhouse for Big Ed's. That would be correct. So Big Ed's has got some big meat. <laughs> <laughs> now the next name is Flaming Saddles in Hell's Kitchen, New York. <laughs> okay, well, if the first flaming, what are the chances that both flames will burn out? I'm going to go with the gay bar on this one. That's right. Of course, being in Hell's Kitchen, it may as well be Flaming Saddles, right? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> all right. What? Business. A gay sheriff. <laughs> if, oh, if anyone's man. ever seen Mel Brooks uh, yes. <laughs> Blazing Saddles, I, you'll get it. I love Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I can, one of my favorites right there. All right, your fourth business is Maury's Tin Cove in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, right. Well, you know, I think this might be another steakhouse. It would be a steakhouse. That is correct. All right. And your last one is called rascals in appleton wisconsin <laughs> i you know, i'm gonna go with a gay bar for rascals yeah <laughs> definitely you would not see the little rascals in that place i hope not <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I guess right. the little rascals refer to something else in that place yeah yeah well that's true that's true so uh, but in any case uh, we've got now the next one is strip club or daycare all right so, and the first business for this is called the OC in Ozark, Missouri. The OC. Is that like like that, I don't know, that TV show drama? I'm going to go with a uh, daycare for this. Very good. That's, that was kind of an obscure name to start with. Oh, I'm yeah, not sure that, what that, that was a guess for sure. Yeah. I it mean, wasn't I'm not sure. Su what... wasn't suggestive enough for the other. Well, 
That's true. I mean, it, it wasn't even in Orange County, California. <laughs> true. So the next business name is The Glass Slipper in Boston, Massachusetts. The Glass Slipper. Um, you know, this might be a, a little stripperella story. I'm going to go with a, <laughs> uh, a strip club. <laughs> that's right for all the cinderellas out there that's true that's right well, these are the ones that are after midnight so the the gown is is gone and the pumpkin yep. carriage is turned back so th this is non-princess version this is back on the street yep. cinderella well now this one is kind of a similar one the name of this business is the silver slipper in charleston south carolina Ah, okay. You know, I'm going to go with uh, a daycare for this one, though. Ah, um, I tripped you up on that one. You did. <laughs> they were both, they both, one gave you the slip, I guess. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, all right, business number four, Shining Stars in Galveston, Texas. Shining Stars. Yeah, so I think this might be a daycare, at least for here. Sounds, yeah. there you go. Sounds safe enough, exactly. Of course, in Galveston, Texas, that's probably true. And then your last business, All Stars in Forest Hills, Texas. <laughs> There's, it's impossible to know. Um, I'm going to go with a, another daycare. All right. Hmm. So he didn't do too bad for that one this time. <laughs> yeah, it's not so bad. We'll see, we'll see how well you do golf course or rehab now. All right. First business is the Whispering Pines in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Whispering Pines. I'm going to go with a um, a rehab. Turns out to be a golf course. Ooh. I think Myrtle Beach might have been the, the, the kicker right there. All right. Second business name is South Creek, also in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay. There. There, there, this one has so there can be both. I, I would think this is going to be a, a um, rehab. Oh no! It's, it's a golf course. <laughs> both of them were golf courses. I was thinking, you know, but the, you're, you had a point with Myrtle Beach, but I thought that was uh, yep. a red herring. <laughs> All right, and now your third business is called the Highlands in Post Falls, Idaho. Highlands and and I I don't know any golf courses in Idaho. I'm gonna go rehab. Oh, Turns out it's a golf gosh. course. <laughs> I'm doing awful. Oh yes, well try this one. The reserve at Orange Lake in Kissimmee, Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh! And well, you know, there's a lot of golf courses in Florida. I'm gonna go golf course. That's good. Very. <laughs> So the first four have all been golf courses. You are, so there you, you go. You're throwing me off here. Oh, and your last one, Wind River in Riverton, Wyoming. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. I, I'm going to have to go with a uh, – one of these has to be a rehab. That would be the only rehab in the batch this time. <laughs> So, boy, oh, boy, they were uh, – whoever put these together this time did a good job. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to know. Well, oh, my gosh. Well, now, something you're probably really good at now is uh, our headlines, fake news or Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the bread and butter. Yeah, this is the one you want to you know, really my wheelhouse. concentrate on. 
Yeah. Now, I think you may know this one. I think we might have even talked about it in a, in a previous podcast. So, but here's the headline. A Fort Pierce woman claimed the wind blew cocaine into her purse <laughs> after being busted for drug possession. You know, I was, I was literally having a conversation with Mrs. Poncho over dinner talking about the insane games. And I brought that story up in particular. And, uh, well, this is a Florida story. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's still that's still the best. The wind blew it in my purse. She was like, who would believe that? Oh, well, I'll, I, I mean, look, apparently uh, she must have did really good, you know, telling stories to her parents as a little girl, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so your next headline, a Key West woman was charged with assault after she attacked an Easter bunny who took a lunch break when her daughter was next in line for a photo. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I think this one might be fake news. That is exactly fake news, although it sounds pretty good. Uh, it does. It definitely does sound good. I mean, I would that would even be worth staging something, you know, to see if anybody would believe it. <laughs> right. So, so, all right, your third headline, a Fort Myers man who was busted for bringing an alligator into a Piggly Wiggly supermarket claimed that it was his therapy animal. <laughs> I, you know, I, I normally would say this sounds like someone trying to think of the most Florida thing, but I actually think this one's <laughs> a Florida story for real. I'm pretty sure. You think it's for I real? Have, I have huh? a feeling. Oh, it's wrong. I should have gone with it my It was hands. a fake. I, no, that that had all that had all of the elements right there, baby. It did all of them. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you. So, how many Piggly Wigglies are you in know, Florida? I just realized I, I was in my mind. I just went to Win Dixie. If it was Win Dixie, then it'd be. I don't know any Piggly Wigglies here. That was the giveaway. Well, there you go. All right. Well, let's try your fourth news story here. A holiday man had his monkey taken away after police busted him for driving a stolen vehicle. <laughs> I'm uh, having a monkey taken away for, uh, you know, I, I think this might be Florida. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, who else would have a pet monkey driving a stolen vehicle? I mean, come on. So, and then your last headline the city of Lake Worth accidentally sent out a zombie alert on its official Facebook page. I, I, th I may have actually heard. Well, actually, no, I think this was the CEC updating zombie uh, guidelines. But, you know, I, I think this might actually be a Florida story. Absolutely true. It really happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, and that that's definitely worth it for itself. Speaking of Florida stories, next week on the podcast, there are some Jim Dandy Florida stories for you. <laughs> oh gosh, there always are. Oh my gosh, I mean, some I just I, I'm thinking this is this might even be too crazy for Florida. <laughs> they may have to find a new state. So, all right, man. Well, enjoy the remainder of your week and uh, and and uh, your relatives that are down there visiting. And um, maybe uh, we will see if you can do better on their games next all week. All right. Um, can't wait.
You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.